0: Good morning everybody and welcome to Sister on Scripture. Today we are in the book of Isaiah. We will start chapter 61 today, but I'd like to just kind of go back through and cover some of what we've already discussed. Um Isaiah it is one of the longest and most important books of the Old Testament. It is 66 chapters. But it and though it seems daunting, it really isn't because Each chapter is about a page and a half long, Um, so it's not like it's that long. And Sorry about the chickens. They have started laying some eggs this morning, and because I'm inside, they want me to bring them treats for their eggs that they give me. The prophet began his career during a time of relative peace and prosperity under Judah's kings, Uzziah and Jotham. But before long, conditions deteriorated, especially on the international scene. During Ahaz's reign, Assyria became a superpower and deported Judah's sister kingdom, Israel, in 722 BC. But Ahaz saw Syria and Israel as greater threats. Isaiah tried to reassure Ahaz asking only that he have faith in God, but Ahaz refused. Later in 701 BC, during Hezekiah's reign, Assyria ravaged the Judean countryside and Jerusalem itself almost fell. Again, Isaiah preached a message of hope for repentant Judah who would trust in the Lord. Exactly when Isaiah's career ended is not known, but a Jewish tradition, which may be reflected in Hebrews 11.37, says that he was martyred by King Manasseh, Hezekiah's son. To view Isaiah merely as a preacher about events during his lifetime is to have only half the picture because he is perhaps best known for his prophecies about the intermediate and distant future. Isaiah 1-39 through deals primarily with events during the prophet's lifetime, but the latter part of the book is all concerned with the future. Isaiah 40 began a major section that looked ahead towards judah's return from babylonian exile in the sixth century bc the later chapters also appear beyond isaiah's day but to, but the time period covered is more difficult to determine the new testament finds in many of these passages including some in the first part of the book prophecies about the messiah The most striking of these relate to Jesus' miraculous birth in Isaiah 7.14 and his suffering and death in Isaiah 53. Christians, therefore, have found Isaiah to be one of the most valuable books of the Old Testament. And, you know, it's ironic how that was from when Jesus first start his his first gave his very first sermon he was preaching from the book of Isaiah so today we'll wrap it up I just wanted to kind of cover you know give you kind of a short summary of what had happened to this point so we're gonna start Isaiah 61 and I'm reading from the NASB 1977 edition it's a Greek Hebrew keyword study Bible it's been, uh, it's been a very good um, edition, and I've got it posted, I think, in Knickknacks room. It's kind of way up in the page, so if anybody's looking for that, it's there. Um, or just send me a DM on Telegram, and I can get it to you. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a spirit of fainting. So they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Then they will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will raise up the former destinations and they will repair the ruined cities. The desolations of many generations and strangers will stand and pasture your flocks and foreigners will be your farmers and your vine dressers. But you will be called the priest of the Lord. You will be spoken of as ministers of our God. You will eat the wealth of nations and in their riches you will boast. Instead of your shame, you will have a double portion. And instead of humiliation, they will shout for joy over their portion. Therefore, they will possess a double portion in their land. Everlasting joy will be theirs. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and the burnt offering. And I will faithfully give them their recompense. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Then their offspring will be known among the nations and their descendants in the midst of the peoples. All who see them will recognize them, because they are the offspring whom the Lord has blessed. I will rejoice greatly in the Lord. My soul will exult in my God. For he has clothed me with garments of salvation. He has wrapped me with a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the Earth brings forth forth its sprouts, and as a garden causes the things sown in it to spring up, so the Lord will the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up for all the nations that right there that chapter is just wow, you know it it's a very good reminder um when we we, we feel like we may be in despair and especially right now, um, with these times, it seems like God, not that he's abandoned us and I don't think that, but I know some sometimes some people have maybe felt as if they've been abandoned or, um, just like It's never going to be, you know, when are the bad guys going to get punished? Nice guys finish last. You know, that's been a phrase for a long time and for good reason. But the thing is, is that justice is not ours to deliver. It's God's. And he will bless us because he has promised that. He promised that to Abraham, to Jacob, to Isaac. You know, he keeps on um, giving us that promise and that reminder so, we can see he wants to 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 care for the afflicted he wants to give those blessings to the ones that are in despair, the ones that are that are hurting that feel alone, the ones that can't maybe you know catch a break, and a lot of times it seems like it does has just come so so much so fast all at once and that's how the devil works the devil works in those little fine details that kind of catch you off guard and on edge and when that happens then you're just you know if you don't have that faith then you're you know you're very susceptible to not have the discernment needed to fight it off So this this chapter Isaiah sixty one really, I mean the whole book you know is is really a good reminder of of how to you know what what God's going to do if you you know don't follow what He says, but what He's going to do if you do follow. You know, it's not that He's a an a, a mean God; He's a loving, generous, kind Father who wants to bless His children, but He wants to keep us. Guidance, Like our children, we're not going to just sit there and allow our child to go turn on a stove, especially like a gas stove and automatically start cooking because they're going to get burned. We're we're trying to be, you know, a little calm. Sometimes we have to give those harsh punishments up front with our children so that way they don't harm themselves because the big, big stuff and, and sin, you know, that pulls us apart from God. So he's, you know, reminding us when we do have those sins that we detach ourselves from him, which is why it's important to repent so we can take that line, that, that severed flesh, you know, just, just picture like every time we always sin, we get this big gash on our arm. And when we repent and ask Jesus for forgiveness, he stitches that up and it's healed just as new and and we're whole again and we're whole back in him again. It's not that we're not going to sin because anyone that says they're not a sinner is a liar. But it's that we sin less and that when we do mess up, we ask for that forgiveness. So that way we, we don't allow any holes, any any injuries, any slices and gashes in our flesh. To allow that evil in because, you know, our skin is our first line of defense against infections, against germs and and bacteria getting in. so our repentance is, is God's way of protecting that flesh and protecting us from the evil, which would be the bacteria. All right, getting off my soapbox. I'm going to move on to Isaiah 62. Zion's glory and new name. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not keep quiet. Until her righteousness goes forth like brightness, and her salvation like a torch that is burning. And the nations will see your righteousness, and all kings your glory. And you will be called by a new name, which is the mouth, which the mouth of the Lord will designate. You will also be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. It will no longer be said to you forsaken, nor to your land will it any longer be said desolate, but you will be called my delight is in her and your land married for the Lord delights in you and to him, your land will be married for as a young man marries a virgin. So your sons will marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so your God will rejoice over you. On your walls, O Jerusalem, I have appointed watchmen. All day and all night they will never keep silent. You who remind the Lord, take no rest for yourselves, and give him no rest until he establishes and makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. The Lord has sworn by his right hand and by his strong arm, I will never again give your grain as food for your enemies. Now, nor will foreigners drink your new wine for which you have labored. But those who garner it will eat it and praise the Lord. And those who gather it will drink it in the courts of my sanctuary. Go through, go through the gates. Clear the way for the people. Build up, build up the highway. Remove the stones lift up a standard over the peoples behold the lord has proclaimed to the end of the earth say to the daughter of zion lo your salvation comes behold his reward is with him and his recompense before him and they will call them the holy people the redeemed of the lord and you will be called sought out a city not forsaken JW, I like that. Uh, When your yoke is heavy, Christ will trade you for with for his which is light. Isaiah 63, God's vengeance on the nations. Who is this who comes from Eden, Edom, with garments of glowing colors from Bozrah? Here we go with those words. Y'all get to laugh at me. You'll really love this one then, um, because me. As a southern gal with some of these names, it's hard. Who is this who comes from Edom with garments of glowing colors from Basra? This one who is majestic in his apparel, marching in the greatness of his strength. It is I who speak in righteousness mighty to save. Why is your apparel red and your garments like the one who treads in the winepress? I have trodden the wine through alone trough alone. And from the peoples there was no man with me. I also trod them in my anger and trampled them in my wrath. And their lifeblood is sprinkled on my garments, and I stained all my raiment. For the day of vengeance was in my heart, and my year of redemption has come. And I looked, and there was no one to help. And I was astonished, and there was no one to uphold. So my own arm brought salvation to me, and my wrath upheld me. And I trod down the peoples in my anger, and made them drunk in my wrath. And I poured out their lifeblood on earth. I shall make mention of the lovingkindness of the Lord, the praises of the Lord. According to all that the Lord has granted us, in the great goodness toward the house of Israel, which he has granted them according to his compassion and according to the multitude of his loving kindnesses. For he said, Surely they are my people, sons who will not deal falsely. So he became their savior. In all their affliction he was afflicted, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his mercy he redeemed them And he lifted them and carried them all the days of old. But they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. Therefore, he turned himself to become their enemy. He fought against them. Then his people remembered the days of old of Moses. Where is he who brought them up out of the sea with the shepherds of his flock? Where is he who put his Holy Spirit in the midst of them, who caused his glorious arm to go at the right hand of Moses? who divided the waters before them to make for himself an everlasting name, who led them through the depths. Like the horse in the wilderness, they did not stumble. As the cattle which go down into the valley, the Spirit of the Lord gave them rest. So didst thou lead thy people to make for thyself a glorious name. Look down from heaven and see thy holy and glorious habitation. Where are thy zeal and thy mighty deeds? The stirrings of thy heart and thy compassion are restrained toward me. For thou art our father, though, um, excuse me. For thou art our father, though Abraham does not know us, and Israel does not recognize us, though, O Lord, our... Our Father, our Redeemer from of old is thy name. Why, O Lord, dost thou cause us to stray from thy ways and harden our heart from fearing thee? Return for the sake of thy servants, the tribes of thy heritage. Thy holy people possess thy sanctuary for a little while. Our adversaries have trodden it down. We have become like those over whom thou hast never ruled, like those who were not called by thy name. Good morning, um, and all of you that have just joined back joined in. Sorry, didn't mean join back in. We are now at Isaiah sixty-four today. We're doing, um, we're reading sixty-one through sixty-six to wrap up Isaiah. And if I've got time, I've got something, two pieces that I'd like to read from the Founder's Bible. Isaiah sixty-four prayer for mercy and help oh that thou wouldst rend the heavens and come down that the mountains might quake at thy presence as fire kindles the brushwood as fire causes water to boil to make thy name known to thine adversaries that the nations may tremble at thy presence when thou didst awesome things which we did not expect thou didst come down the mountains quake at thy presence. For from of old they have not heard nor perceived by ear. Neither has the eye seen a God besides thee who acts in behalf of the one who waits for him. Thou dost meet him who rejoices in doing righteousness, who remembers thee in thy ways. Behold, thou wast angry, for we sinned. We continued in them a long time, and shall we be saved? For all of us have become like one who is unclean. And all of our righteous deeds are like a filthy garment. And all, uh, all, all of us like. Ugh. And all of us wither like a leaf. And our inequities like the wind take us away. I was thinking, trying to read and think at the same time there. And that was bad. This right here. So 64. Um, kind of like halfway. sixty four five, Halfway. And 6. You know, it's kind of like us. And though, you know, they're talking about during like the Exodus. And how that, you know, they was, God was angry because they sinned. But see, we're sinning now, you know, and we, we still continue to sin. And they're asking, shall we be saved? Because we've all became unclean. And It doesn't matter. Our righteous deeds aren't going to make us clean. It's not the things that we can do. Or, you know, it's not. You can't be a good Christian. I I can't stand that phrase. A good Christian. Because. And it's not as an insult. But if you think about it. There's nothing that we could ever do. To amount to. The beautiful grace that Christ gave us, you know? I mean, there's, there's nothing. The only thing that we can do, and it's not really us, but it's, it's knowing who Jesus Christ is, knowing and accepting he's the Messiah. He came down as man in the flesh, bore all of our sins. A man who was blameless, who was sinless, who was, he came the first time to spread the gospel and the good news. But he's you know, and he's gonna come back again, and when he does, you know it's not gonna be the good news, it's gonna be the wrath of vengeance, which is why we are to spread the good news now that's why he he started all that, and why I think that he died in such an impactful way for so many to to stick with you know that's that was over two thousand years ago, and that's something that's never gonna I pray it never does go away, you know. that I pray that no one ever forgets what Jesus did. The sacrifice that He gave us. The grace and mercy that He allowed us. So that way we can accept Him as our Savior and we can confess our sins and believe that, you know, He's going to forgive us. Believe that He was resurrected. He came back from the, he conquered death. The last thing, you know, and even Jesus, Jesus wept when someone died, the last thing that anyone ever comes is death. And that's why God allowed us to live for so long was that we, you know, we, we started sinning and God didn't want us to have death because death is sorrowful. He didn't. He didn't want that on us, so he was allowing us to live for you know nine hundred years and and six hundred years, and it did gradually go down. But it was because of our own sins, and God was trying to save us. It's like, okay, well, we let them get this long, and they they mess up, so we're gonna have to decrease that. Oh, I don't want nobody in tears. I mean, you know, it, it's it's amazing. That's why I love the song Amazing Grace. Because what Jesus did... It, it, it's, it's beautiful. And when you truly have that feeling of... I don't even know if I can find the right word right now. But when you truly have that feeling that it's not really sympathy but you can you know if you're a person that can put yourself in another's shoes and and you really can I know the passion of the Christ is a movie but for a visual person you know seeing that and then just I mean reading it and seeing it and you know throughout the years and I I just, you could feel it, you know, and you can feel how, how much Jesus and God loved us to do that, you know? And I think that's what this right here is saying is that, you know, how, you know, we didn't do anything to earn that salvation and we can't, we can't do anything to earn the salvation. It's only by his mercy and grace that we get it. Isaiah 64 7 And there is no one who calls on thy name, who arouses himself to take hold of thee. For thou hast hidden thy face from us, and hast delivered us into the power of our inequities. but now O oh lord thou art our father we are the clay and thou art potter and all of us are the work of thy hand do not be angry beyond measure o oh lord neither remember iniquity forever it's uh, it's ironic that the the clay and the potter keeps coming up um isaiah for those of y'all that weren't here on that day or haven't listened Isaiah 29, which actually led to the interview with Flightworks Mary. Um, So if you haven't caught that, it was a wonderful interview. But Isaiah 29. I believe it was 29. 16. Shall the potter be considered as equal with the clay? That what is made should be say to its maker he did not make me or what is formed say to him who formed it he has no understanding we can't we can't tell God you know who we are he tells us who we you know who he made us to be he's the one that created us he knows our intentions he knows our hearts it's us that are fooling ourselves when we don't admit that to ourselves you know Oh, and look, our our sweet Mary is in the chat. I was just talking about you, darling. Good morning. 64.10 Thy holy cities have become a wilderness. Zion has become a wilderness. Jerusalem a desolation. Our holy and beautiful house, where our fathers praised thee, has been burned by fire, and all our precious things have become a ruin. Wilt thou restrain thyself at these things, O Lord? Wilt thou keep silent and afflict us beyond measure? Isaiah 65, A Rebellious People I permitted myself to be sought by those who did not ask for me. I permitted myself to be found by those who did not seek me. I said, here I am, here I am, to a nation which did not call on my name. So he's, God's wanting. He's like, hey, I'm here, here I am. And even in, um, I think it was Exodus, when Moses um, was going to talk to Pharaoh, and they asked, who, wh- who, what shall I call you? And God replied, I am who I am. And here he is. Here, I, here am I. Here am I. I've spread out my hands all day long to a rebellious people. Who walk in the way which is not good. Following their own thoughts. A people who conv- continually provoke me to my face. Offering sacrifices in gardens and burning incense on bricks. Who sit among graves and spend the night in secret places. Who eat swine's flesh and the broth of unclean meat is in in their pots. Who say, keep to yourself, do not come near me for I am holier than you. There are smoke in my nostrils, a fire that burns all the day. See, those are the ones, those are the people that think, you know. You could just do whatever, and those good deeds are going to get you into heaven. And that's a bunch of malarkey. Behold, it is written before me, I will not keep silent, but I will repay. I will even repay into their bosom both their own inequities and the inequities of their fathers together, says the Lord. Yeah, sorry about that. I've got a cough drop in my mouth because my allergies with all this rain and pollen. Because they have burned incense on the mountains and scorned me on the hills. Therefore, I will measure their former work into their bosom. Thus says the Lord, as the new wine is found in the cluster. And one says, do not destroy it for this benefit in it. So I will act on my behalf. On behalf of my servants, in order not to destroy all of them, and I will bring forth offspring from Jacob, and an heir of my mountains from Judah. Even my chosen ones shall inherit it, and my servants shall dwell there. And Sharon will be a pasture land for flocks, and the valley of Acre a resting place for herds. Sorry, I was making sure I didn't lose place there because it just like went to Sharon. For my people who seek me, but you who forsake the Lord, who forget my holy mountain, who set a table for fortune and who fill cups with mixed wine for destiny. I will destine you for the sword and all of you shall bow down to the slaughter because I called, but you did not answer. I spoke, but you did not hear. And you did evil in my sight and chose that in which I did not delight. See, God's telling them, you know, they're they're seeking fortune and destiny. And they're not fearing God because the, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. I spoke, but you did not hear. And you did evil in my sight and chose that in which I did not delight. Therefore, thus says the Lord God. Behold, my servant shall eat, but you shall be hungry. Behold, my servant shall drink, but you shall be thirsty. Behold, my servant shall rejoice, but you shall be put to shame. Behold, my servant shall shout joyfully with a glad heart, but you shall cry out with a heavy heart, and you shall wail with a broken spirit. And you will leave your name for a curse to my chosen ones, and the Lord God will slay you. But my servants will be called by another name, because he who is blessed in the earth shall be blessed by the God of truth. And he who swears in the earth shall swear by the God of truth, because the former troubles are forgotten and because they are hidden from my sight. New Heavens and a New Earth 65-17 for behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come to mind. This passage, Peter drew on this graphic language as he described what is in store for God's people after the total destruction of the universe following Jesus' second coming. That's 2 Peter 3.13. And I'm going to uh, read that one. And you can hear my chickens while I find it. Alright, right. Second Peter 3.13. But according to his promise, we are looking for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Yeah, that, that rooster is a bantam rooster and he's small really small and so he gets his crow up as loud as he can to try to make up for the small stature he does pretty good further john's apocalyptic vision of the new jerusalem was enhanced by allusions to this verse in revelations 21 1 through 4 which i'll also read And tonight we'll discuss a little bit on revelations now i haven't named him yet at all that one doesn't uh have a name some of them have some of them don't yeah tonight me and jeff will be talking about the um the blood moons and the prophecy signs that they were talking about in 2016 and um end times that's tonight at 7 p.m eastern time i gotta double check make sure he's still okay to be able to come on um with this we've got crazy weather all across the southeast so if y'all keep us up in your prayers texas i think is going to get the worst alabama had some um tornado warnings i saw even where illinois um had tornado warnings punky was talking about um she had some tornado warnings in her county. I was surprised. All right, Revelation 21, one through four. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, and for the first heaven for the first heaven and first earth passed away, and there is no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem coming down out of the heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he shall dwell among them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be among them. And he shall wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there shall, shall no longer be any death. There shall no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. So that just kind of you know goes with that passage with sixty five seventeen, for behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem for rejoicing, and her people for gladness. I will also rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. And there will no longer be heard in her the voice of weeping and the sound of crying. No longer will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days. Or an old man who does not live out his days. For the youth will die at the age of 100. And the one who does not reach the age of 100 shall be thought accursed. And they shall build houses and inhabit them. I'm going to look up that word a curse. Just to give the right definition here for what it's meaning. It's 7043 in the Strongs. It's starting to rain here too. I'm in South Carolina and it's been... Oh man, on Monday, on my birthday, it was crazy because normally it, it usually rains or it snows. I mean, it's February, so what do you expect? And we had tornado warnings, and that's why I had to cancel knickknacks that night. Um, Duncan and Jeff are both supposed to come on with me. But it gets loud um, here. We're setting up a room um, to have like a studio sort of. I mean, it's not going to be fancy smancy, but to where the sounds won't be as bad coming through because when it rains, it gets really loud. kind of like, it's almost like we got a tin roof, but we don't here, so it's it's interesting, and I try to be respectful of y'all's time. Okay, I was just reading over what this says. I'm quite a, a quite a twister. Ah, what do you mean? Is that a good thing? Sorry, just leave y'all in silence. Alright, we're just going to skip that word. 65, 21. And they shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall also plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the lifetime of a tree, so shall be the days of my people. And my chosen ones shall wear out the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity. For they are the offspring of those blessed by the Lord and their descendants with them. It will also come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall graze together and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. And dust shall eat, and dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall do no evil or harm in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Isaiah 66 Heaven is God's throne. Thus says the Lord Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where then is a house you could build for me, and where is a place that I may rest? For my hand meet all these things thus all these things came into being declares the lord but to this one i will look to him who is humble and contrite of spirit and who trembles at my word just like i said um and i think it's proverbs uh the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the lord the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom one of the mistakes that israel made at times was to place too great an importance on the temple. It's kind of like putting God in a box. This was particularly the case during Jer- Jeremiah's day when the people's belief in, in the indestructibility of the temple nearly led them to murder Jeremiah for his oracle against the temple. In Jeremiah 7, 2-15 and 26, 4-9. Jesus later issued his own oracle against the improper use of the temple Drawing on Jeremiah's denunciation in Jeremiah seven eleven, and it contributed to the death plot against him in Mark eleven eighteen. These verses in Isaiah hope put the temple in proper perspective, something which Solomon had already done in his prayer at the temple's dedication in First Kings 8, 27 and Second Chronicles six eighteen. Stephen, the first Christian martyr was accused of speaking against the temple in acts 6:13 so he clarified his position by quoting from isaiah 66:12 um in acts 7:49 and 50 but the sanhedrin was not receptive to his words and the sanhedrin like the big priesthood kind of like the judges i guess But he who kills, um, sixty-six-three. but he who kills an ox is like one who slays a man. He who sacrifices a lamb is like the one who breaks a dog's neck. He who offers a grain offering is like one who offers swine's blood. He who burns incense is like the one who blesses an idol, as they have chosen their own ways and their soul delights in their abominations. So I will choose their punishments, and I will bring on them what they dread, Because I called, but no one answered. I spoke, but they did not listen. And they did evil in my sight and chose that in which I did not delight. Hear the word of the Lord, you who tremble at his word. Your brothers who hate you, who exclude you for my name's sake. Have said, let the Lord be glorified that we may see your joy but they will be put to shame a voice of uproar from the city a voice from the temple the voice of the lord who is rendering recompense to his enemies before she travailed she brought forth before her pain came she gave birth to a boy who has heard such a thing who has seen such things can a land be born in one day can a nation be brought forth all at once As soon as Zion travailed, she also brought forth her sons. Shall I bring to the point of birth and not give delivery, says the Lord? Or shall I who gives the delivery shut the womb, says your God? So that's kind of like how I was talking about last week. When we get to feeling overwhelmed and like, I don't know. I don't want to call it like being lazy, but sometimes, I mean, you can use it like if you're just wanting to not do anything and just kind of be lazy. But a good reminder for myself and, and something I teach my children is that God created the whole earth in six days. Six. The seventh, He rested. So if He can create everything that's in existence in six days, by golly, I can go do the dishes or I can go you know, pull weeds or, you know, whatever, clean out the chicken coop. And I do, I do it step by step because God didn't create everything all at once either. He created it with intent and purpose and, and prioritized, you know, what needed to come first. I don't know. Cole was saying that um, his days are probably longer than 24 hours, probably like a thousand years for us. And though we don't know, but he says a day is, you know, sun up, sun down, that's a day. So, you know, the sun goes up and down and what we have as a 24 hour period, heck, that could have been 12 hours, six hours with it up and six hours with it down. I don't know. But I know that, you know, God intentionally, it's just like with in healthcare too, or you know, we've got tasks to do. We we triage things. We go in an order of importance and what needs to get done first. So just take it step by step because things can get so overwhelming. 6610. Be joyful with Jerusalem and rejoice for her. All you who love her be exceedingly glad with her and all all you who mourn over her that you may nurse and be satisfied with her comforting breast, that you may suck and be delighted with her bountiful uh, bosom for thus says the lord behold i extend peace to her like a river and the glory of nations like an overflowing stream and you shall be nursed you shall be carried on the hip and fondled on the knees as one Whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you, and you shall be comforted comforted in Jerusalem. Then you shall see this, and your heart shall be glad, and your bones shall flourish like the new grass, and the hand of the Lord shall be made known to his servants, but he shall be indignant toward his enemies. For behold, the Lord will come in fire, and his chariots like the whirlwind, to render his anger with fury, and his rebuke with flames of fire for the lord will execute judgment by fire and his sword and by his sword on all the flesh and those slain by the lord will be many those who sanctify and purify themselves to go to the gardens following one in the center who eat swine's flesh detestable things and mice shall come to an end altogether declares the lord Oh, yeah. Mary's saying he says a day to him is like a thousand years. So likely he means God's perception is different than ours. Yeah. That's possible. (laughs) Yeah, there's your rooster. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jesus is going to come back and he'll be flaming mad. Like literally. Those who sanctify and purify themselves to go to the gardens. Following one in the center who eats swine's flesh, detestable things, and mice shall come to an end altogether, declares the Lord. For I know their works and their thoughts. The time is coming to gather all nations in tongues, and they shall come and see my glory. And I will set a sign among them and will send survivors from them to the nations. Tarshish put. Lud, Meshet, Rosh, Tubal, and Javan to the distant coastlands that have neither heard my fame nor seen my glory, and they will declare my glory among all the nations. Then they shall bring all your brethren from all the nations as a grain offering to the Lord on horses, in chariots, in litters, on mules, and on camels to my holy mountain, Jerusalem, says the Lord just as the sons of Israel bring their grain offering and a clean vessel to the house of the Lord. I will also take some of them for priests and for Levites, says the Lord. For just as the new heavens and the new earth, which I make will endure before me, declares the Lord, so your offspring and your name will endure. And it shall be from new moon to new moon, and from Sabbath to Sabbath. All mankind will come to me, bow down before me, says the Lord. Then they shall go forth and look on the corpses of the men who have transgressed against me. For their worm shall not die, and their fire shall not be quenched, and they shall be in an an abhorrence to all of mankind. That's the end of Isaiah. Now, let's see if we can get through these other two passages or things that I wanted to read. One is from Proverbs in the Founder's Bible. And that's also in ASB. I think they do the 1995 edition. Um, the Historian's David Barton, edited by Brad Cummings, Lance Woobles. And you can get that on... Um, foundersbibles.com and scott's got the code bards um, to save on but so this section is called this nation under god and then the other one i really hope that we can get to it we're gonna i may run over a little bit but i want to get to it because it's it pertains to isaiah and hezekiah it is a duty of individuals to acknowledge god publicly but it is also the duty of nations to do the same. As President George Washington affirmed, it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey his will, to be grateful for his benefits and humbly to implore his protection and favor. President John Adams agreed the safety and prosperity of nations ultimately and essentially depend on the protection and the blessing of Almighty God. And the national acknowledgement of this truth is an indispensable duty, which the people owe to him. So firmly embedded in American thinking was this duty of nationality. I'm sorry, this duty of nationally. Acknowledging God that during the War of 1812, when Attorney Francis Scott Key penned the poem that became our national anthem, the closing stanza of that work affirmed what Americans strongly believed. Blessed with victory and peace, may the heaven-rescued land praise the power that hath made and preserved us a nation. Then conquer we must when our cause is just. And this be our motto, and God is our trust. Have a blessed day, Tam. I'm glad you had a, a good drive, sweetie. That particular phrase, expressing a national, nationally accepted truth, found official permanent expression during the Civil War. In 1861, it was questioned whether America would continue to survive as one nation or whether it would instead permanently become two nations. The Reverend M.R. Watkinson of Pennsylvania therefore wrote, Secretary of Treasury Salmon Chase, and asked him, Dear Sir, you are probably a Christian. What if our republic were shattered beyond Reconstruction? Would not the antiquaries of succeeding centuries rightly reason from our past that we are a heathen nation? To prevent the possibility of posterity thinking that America had been a secular nation, Reverend Watkinson proposed that the Treasury Department add an official recognition of God to American coinage, noting that this would make a beautiful coin to which no possible citizen could object. This would relieve us from the ignominy of heathenism. This would place us openly under the divine protection we have personally claimed. Secretary Chase agreed and immediately instructed the director of the Mint to prepare such a coin, explaining, No nation can be strong except in the strength of God or saved except in his defense. The trust of our people in God should be declared on our national coins. You will cause a device to be prepared without unnecessary delay with a motto expressing in the fewest and tersest words possible this national recognition. The director of the Mint submitted three proposals to Secretary Chase, but Chase rejected all three and substituted his own design, instructing the director that the proposal should be changed so as to read, A God We Trust. On April 22, 1864, Congress passed a federal law authorizing that, in God we trust, be placed on two-cent coins on March 3, 1865. It extended the addition of the phrase to other coins, and in 1873, it authorized its printing on all coins, thus officially enshrining what generations earlier had long acknowledged. In 1931 congress made the star-spangled banner the official national anthem thus incorporating this be our motto and god is our trust directly into federal law following world war ii as communism began to spread across the world and president harry truman prepared to deal with the onset of the cold war he repeatedly stated that communism represented a conflict between christianity In anti-Christianity, asserting that the only lasting way for America to defeat communism was through Christianity. President Dwight D. Eisenhower, a close associate of Truman, agreed. So under his administration, the National Prayer Breakfast was established to annually gather world leaders in Washington to pray and hear a Christian message. An annual National Day of Prayer was instituted by federal law. And God we trust was made the national motto of the nation, made the official motto of the nation. And that phrase was added to paper currency, not just coinage. Also, a congressional prayer room was added to the U.S. Capitol. In the front of this room is a kneeling bench and altar with an open Bible upon it. Beside them is an American flag, and above is an inspiring stained-glass window with George Washington kneeling in prayer. Arched around Washington is Psalm 16.1. Preserve me, O God, for in Thee do I put my trust. Displayed above the kneeling, prayerful Washington is the phrase, This nation under God, with the names of all 50 states etched into the glass around him. Additionally, on the first Sunday in 1954, President Eisenhower heard a sermon preached by the Reverend George McPherson Daugherty, in which Daugherty urged adding under God to the Pledge of Allegiance. That proposal was immediately introduced and then passed in Congress. And when Eisenhower signed the law, he proudly announced From this day forward, the millions of our school children will daily proclaim in every city and town every village and rural schoolhouse, the dedication of our nation and our people to the Almighty. In this way, we are reaffirming the transcendence of religious faith in America's heritage and future. In this way, we shall constantly strengthen those spiritual weapons which forever will be our country's most powerful resource in peace or in war. Throughout that period, Numerous courts affirmed the importance of public religious acknowledgments, including the Supreme Court of Mississippi, which declared, Our great country is denominated a Christian, name, Christian nation. We imprint in God we trust on our currency. Our state has even sometimes been referred to by cynics as being the Bible Belt. It cannot be denied that much of the legislative philosophy of this state and nation has been inspired by the Golden Rule and the Sermon on the Mount, and other portions of the Holy Scriptures. The Oklahoma Supreme Court likewise avowed, It is well settled and understood that ours is a Christian nation, holding the Almighty God in dutiful reverence. It is is so noted in our Declaration of Independence and in the Constitution of every State of the Union. Since George Washington's first Presidential Proclamation of Thanksgiving Day, each such an annual proclamation reiterates the principles that we are such a Christian nation. At public expenditure, we engrave on our coins, In God we trust, and print the same on currency. Our national motto, adopted by joint resolution of Congress, is In God we trust. Our national anthem closes with these words In God we trust. In God is our trust. We consider the language used in our Declaration of Independence, an international constitution, and in our Constitution of Oklahoma, wherein those documents recognize the existence of God and that we are a Christian nation and a Christian state. See, you know, that was back when Congress did good stuff. Numerous other courts made similarly sustenance pronouncements. In December 1962, Congress engraved in God We Trust in gold letters over the Speaker's rostrum in the U.S. House chamber. The Speaker's rostrum is the focal point of the House, where the Speaker of the House presides and where the President stands when delivering the annual State of the Union address. Strikingly, that addition was in direct response to the U.S. Supreme Court's ruling in June 1962. That for the first time in America's history, voluntary student prayer would then for, thenceforward be unconstitutional in public schools. The negative public outcry against that decision had been vehement and almost unanimous. America simply Americans simply did not believe that saying a voluntary prayer in school violated the Constitution. Congress agreed... And wanted it clearly known that despite what the court had said, America still had a firm public reliance on God Almighty. In January 1963, John F. Kennedy became the first president to deliver his annual address with the golden inscribed words, In God we trust, clearly visible above him. America has a centuries-old rich history of publicly recognizing God. But that tradition has come under attack in recent decades with courts regularly ruling against such acknowledgments. Some citizens have become tired of the controversy and acquiesced offering such banalities as does it really matter if we mention God in the national motto or the pledge or even if we have prayer at public meetings? These are such little things in the overall scope of life, and if it's so important, we can always pray or mention God at home before we go to a public meeting. End quote. God disagrees, for he told us to acknowledge him in all our ways, public as well as private. In fact, not only does Proverbs 3, 5-6 promise, but many others like 1 Samuel 2.30 and Psalm thirty three twelve, promise blessings on those who will publicly acknowledge him whether individually or corporately as a nation. America will always need God's blessing and assistance and publicly acknowledge Him. acknowledging him opens a pathway for that assistance. Therefore, striving to preserve and expand public religious acknowledgements is definitely worth the effort. You know, that reminds me of uh, Sunday's episode that Scott, I think it was Sunday that Scott did on uh, was Peace Be Still. And he's talking about Oregon and the pastor that talked about putting God in a box. And and how Antifa is out, out pastoring on the streets. Now, whether we consider that as good pastoring or not, they're out there in the streets preaching. Whereas we're, you know, and I'm not meaning we're like all of us. I'm just using that as a uh, broad term. we. But many people don't you know they go to church on sundays and and they think that's you know their duty and that's all that they're supposed to do and and that's it and that's putting god in this box that we should not do that is inconceivable to do because god can do all things many things anything you know and so us doing that is just it's harming ourselves more than it's harming anyone else, you know, because they're getting more and more influence into our children, into our teens. And meanwhile, we're sitting here in the pews trying to figure out what to do. You know, so we got to get out there in the streets and, and and start discipling like Jesus did. The other section I wanted to read and um, I'm going to go ahead and. Get prayer requests now. It's pretty short. So uh, if y'all have prayer requests. Go ahead and drop them in there. uh, Please and then we'll pray. I'm sorry for keeping y'all over. My normal time. Name me Bonaparte. (laughs) He's talking about my chicken. The rooster. This comes from. Also from the founder's bible. Ezekiel 1820. When laws violate scripture. I was looking for something this morning I was, and prayed and was asking God to lead me. And this was the first thing that popped in. The second thing was that that I just read. Um, so I wanted to um, get through them. I felt God wanted me to see them and wanted us to see and hear them. So here we go. What happens when the laws of the land violate the tenets of Scripture? What are law-abiding citizens to do? The Founding Fathers, when confronted with that reality, changed the laws of the land to conform with the wisdom of God. For example, the Constitution declares no bill of attainder or ex post facto law shall be passed. Article 1, Section 9, Clause 3. The Congress shall have power to declare the punishment of treason, but no attainder of treason shall work. Corruption of blood or forfeiture, except during the life of the person attained. Article 3, Section section 3, Clause 2. What is meant by a bill of attainder and corruption of blood in these clauses? Justice Joseph Story, appointed to the Supreme Court by President James Madison, explained, The corruption of blood, all inheritable qualities are destroyed so that an attained person can neither inherit lands nor other hereditaments from his ancestors nor retain those he is already in possession of nor transmit them to any heir. So that if a father commits treason and is attained, attainted and suffers death and then grants And then the grandfather dies, his grandson cannot inherit any estate from his grandfather, for he must claim through his father, who could convey to him no inheritable blood. When America was under British policy, policy, its laws incorporated the penalties of attainder and corruption of blood that acted upon the entire family lineage. But this long-standing policy that prevailed not only in England, but across, but also across Europe, was a direct violation of the scriptures. In Ezekiel 18.20, God proclaims, The person who sins will die. The son will not bear the punishment for the father's inequity, nor will the father bear the punishment for the son's inequity. The righteousness of the righteous will be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked will be upon himself. And in Jeremiah 31, 28 through 30, God similarly declares, As I have watched over them to pluck up, to break down, to overthrow, to destroy, and to bring disaster. So I will watch over them to build and to plant, declares the Lord. In those days, they will not say again, The fathers have eaten sour grapes, and the children's teeth are set on edge. But everyone will die for his own inequity. Each man who eats the sour grapes, his teeth will be set on edge. According to this passage, when a nation is under the curse of the Lord, children are punished for what their parents did. The fathers have eaten sour grapes, and the children's teeth are set on edge. But when the Lord exalts a nation, the policy changes. Each individual's actions are imputed only to himself and not to his children but everyone will die for his iniquity. Each man who eats the sour grapes, his teeth will be set on edge. In light of such biblical verses, Story explained the problem with the tainder and corruption of blood. The innocent are made the victims of a guilt in which they did not and perhaps could not participate, and the sin is visited upon remote generations. It surely is enough for society to take the life of the offender as just punishment of his crime without taking from his offspring and relatives that property which may be the only means of saving them from poverty, poverty poverty and ruin. Americans understood this biblical principle, and so when they separated from Great Britain, they changed their laws accordingly so that no one would be punished for a crime he himself did not commit. For example, Virginia's 1776 law declared, Provided always, and it is enacted, that no such attainder shall work any corruption of blood. Other states passed similar laws, and then when the U.S. Constitution was subsequently written in 1787, it, too, banned attainder and corruption of blood. These two clauses are but another example of many biblical principles directly incorporated into the Constitution. And that is it. Does anybody have any prayer requests? Or y'all need a second since I just finished that? Loran, if you are trying in that fat fingering, try again. I don't know if you're trying to call in or if it's just accident. So I didn't accept it.
1: Hello. Can you hear me?
0: Hi. Good afternoon, sweetie. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Um, I just wanted to share that I just got off the phone with my folks, and my brother's back issues. The doctor they saw said, "If he's not having pain, don't do anything." Said God will heal him. Hallelujah! Hallelujah for that (laughs)
0: praise report, sister. Woohoo!
1: And uh, we found out that the. Cough medicine they had prescribed for what they thought was a lung issue turned out to be sinuses, was um, had codeine in it, which can trigger seizures. And so, <laughs> so, so that really was what that. was causing
0: his seizures.
1: Exactly, and uh, my my stepdad has is an amputee, and my mom has bad back and knees, so they're trying to catch him, my six foot tall brother, when he falls. So that's never a good thing. So anyway, this is just wanted to tell y'all real quick, thank you. Keep praying uh, because this worked. they were so grateful and they wanted me to let y'all know how much they appreciated all the prayers from Barge Nation. So thank you very much.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for giving us that wonderful praise report, sister. Man, that's that is that's just awesome. awesome and amazing and I love it.
1: Yeah, they said they literally could feel the prayers everywhere they went last night and today. So now they're going home and my mom's gonna sleep and one of my brother's caregivers is coming to spend the night tonight so that she can get a good night's sleep. So they're 85 and 83, and they just amazed me that they keep taking care of them. So I was halfway pat to go up there and help them out. So, you know, this is this is a blessing. So thank you all. Yeah, it is so me.
0: awesome. The power of prayer. I- i love prayer it's it's simple it's easy we can do it at any time you know and god hears us and obviously you know when it's his will he he answers the way that we want now sometimes it's not but when it is buddy it's wonderful isn't it
1: yeah it's my portable it's my portable uh uh what, is the, what was the word we coined the other day? It's my portable defense uh, weapon. <laughs> Take prayer with you everywhere. It works everywhere.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, that is was, so okay. awesome.
1: I'll hang up now. Just wanted to tell you because you're still going. Love you, Nikki.
0: Love you, sister. I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you. Well, that was awesome to hear, guys, because we have been praying for him and many have been praying for him. So that's beautiful. Um, does anyone else have any prayer request, um before we go into closing prayer? I know I've kept this a little bit over um, my normal hour, but I needed to. I felt God wanted us to, so. And I've got some new stuff coming, um, equipment. So, we will be able to have a professional show. I'm excited for that. I That was a wonderful blessing um, provided to me. Oh, and on that, when we were talking about with the families, like with God punishing the other families, y'all can look in Galatians um, for that too. Where the sins of our ancestors don't um, follow us. So that was also pretty important. I found important anyway. So you can, I think it's Galatians 3. But Galatians is a pretty quick book. So I suggest reading the whole thing. And just to clarify, so we were talking about the one day and the thousand years second um, Peter three eight but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. so I just wanted to make sure that was in there. um any prayer requests guys? Go on once going twice i'm gonna give you a little bit of music and let y'all get some prayer requests in because i like to pray and i know father hears us I'm going to just give us some, some little peaceful music real quick. I'm going to get something to drink and, uh, y'all can put your prayer request in. At our prayers on oh, let's have some prayer warfare guys heavenly father and thank you for this wonderful time together that you've given us in this space allowing us to just come together and and just discuss words of the prophet Isaiah and and discuss some of the other scriptures and be able to reflect back on on the importance of what you were telling us then and now and and, and what you want from us and, and what we can do to, to help lift your name and glorify your name, Father, because that's what we need to be doing is just lifting you on high and glorifying you because the amazing, wonderful things that you just continue to, to pour out and your love and, and just the beauty of who you are is amazing, Father. So thank you for just continuing to bless us and love us. Father, we've got several brothers and sisters with prayers today that we come to you with. Um, I first pray for all of our Mod Squad team and those that are, are continually just devoting time to others to to help and, and guide. For Jasha, um, she's got an unspoken prayer request charlotte's trying to learn excel father so i just lift her up and, and pray that you just give her the the patience and and just you know allow her mind to just freely absorb and 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 take it in for not afraid daughter who's sick and and battling a sore, a horrible sinus infection father and a lot of us a lot of our children are Father, I also lift up my daughter uh, Brianna, who's had some mysterious purple stuff going on with her legs. It happened before, and it's it's returned again. Father, I'm just praying that you you heal her and take that away. For our brother Jeff, who's looking um, and wanting the right work and and to do and have a new job, Father, I pray that that you close the doors that need to be closed and, and open the right doors and, and just lift up his health, Father, um, to heal him. For JW on his drive Monday, I'm just praying that he has a safe, safe travels and and everything goes smooth, um, no accidents and and he's safely there. For MAGA q and for Wednesday and for Laura and for all of our members here, for Emily, and for Dee, and she if she listens later, for Mary, for Ron, for every all of our Barnes Nation family, I just lift you all up, and and I ask Father that you just guide and protect them for our sweet tea and our own uh, our our other Tam in Louisiana. Um, Father, I lift them up as well for all those that are going to be listening later, or that are listening now. I just pray that that you are with them and continue to guide them and protect them. Father, thank you for the wonderful praise report that we got on Randy and with the seizures and, and everything that was going on with him. Father, I just, I, we're so thankful for, for that wonderful blessing that you that you give us. It's, it's just so, so beautiful. Um, I just, we're all struck and father, for all of those that are going through hard times or or just struggling trying to discern i just pray that you guide them that you open their eyes to to follow the right path and 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 just to go with love and and discernment in their hearts and in their in their minds that they remember that you are the one that created us and you made us all unique in your way so so you have a plan for each of us, and it's all different. Um, none of our plans are the same, Father. So I just pray that you you kind of guide those that are still trying to figure out their paths and and figure out what they're doing for Sky and for Duncan. You know, I just I lift them up, Father, for insidious and for just so many all over the world that that are needing you and reaching out for you, Father. I just pray that you hear their prayers and that we're reminded too of, of how your glory and your justice will be swift. So we must always be prepared and in waiting for that day that you come to rapture us. Thank you for all the many things in our lives. And Father, just forgive us for our sins and our transgressions against others and, and allow them to forgive us as well. As we go through learning and, and growing in our faith and our, our relationship with you, Father. Just guide us and protect us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much. I will get this uploaded as soon as I can. I've got to go back through and um, write down the passages that I read. Tonight, like I said, as long as everything goes okay weather-wise here... Um, I'll be on at seven p.m. Eastern time with Jeff. Um, discussing the, um, the blood moons and the prophecies of end times and, and how those fail, as well as um, just going over some things to kind of help put things into some perspectives and all. Um, so I'll hopefully see you guys tonight at eleven or eleven. Woo, no, not eleven. Sorry, guys. See you guys tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. Scott's going to be up at 4 p.m. Eastern with Bended Knee. At 5 p.m. today, because it is Thankful Thursday, is the Brighton Show. I'll see you guys back at 7. 8 o'clock will be the Conley. 9 p.m. we got Bards FM, followed by Kilted Christian 1030. And we'll wrap it up with Fishers of Men at Midnight. You all have a wonderful, blessed day, um, Shirley. Thank you so much for the love and the flowers. Um, those are appreciated. It's weird how Podbean does those Pod points, but they are appreciated very much. I, I, last time I got some, I was because I get to cash it out once a month, and the only time I got to cash it out, I was able to go out and get some some extra feed stuff for my birds. So. Y'all help feed my birds on that. I appreciate it. Y'all have a blessed day. I'm going to play this little short song and I will see y'all this evening. God bless you all. Love you.